Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. You you got to enjoy the live, you know, and I think some people, not everyone enjoys being, you know, talking to people or being on camera, but try and make it a fun experience and people will see your passion and be authentic too. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by Jennifer Watson, who is going to be talking about how to make your live shows more successful. We're going to be talking about how to be more authentic how to cope under stress and when things go wrong is a really good episode. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty! Hey, love, do you know that Jennifer Watson's on that Comfortable Live Marketing podcast today? Oh, is she? Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Well, it's putting me in a really jivey mood. I want to disco. Should we disco together, love? Oh, yes. Let's do that now. is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's Ian Anderson Gray here for the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 54. The show notes will be at iag.me forward slash 54. So I'm excited today to have Jennifer Watson on to talk about how to be successful with Confident Live shows, particularly when things go wrong or when you're a little bit stressed or things don't go quite the way you wanted to. So that's going to be really fun. But first, I wanted to introduce my first sponsor, which is Content 10X. And again, I've got uh, Amy Woods on, we pre-recorded this video just last week uh, to talk about some new and exciting news from Content 10X. Here we go. Hello, everyone. So I'm so excited to have Amy Woods on for this sponsor slot. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing great, Ian. How are you? I'm doing really well. So Amy is the founder of Content 10X and uh, Content 10X has been sponsoring this podcast and show right from the start. And I think people are probably a little bit fed up with me explaining what Content 10X does. I want you to explain what Content 10X does, Amy, and how it can benefit our viewers and listeners. Sure. So at Content 10X, we are your content repurposing superheroes, basically. (laughs) Um, So we work with uh, live streamers, so people who are ideal for your audience, Ian, and also podcasters and bloggers as well, but really content creators. And we help you to work out the best way to get the most value from the content that you create. So it's all about repurposing content, turning live streams into podcasts, into blog posts, into social media content, into emails, into infographics and and everything that you can do from core original quality content. So that's what we do as a business. We provide repurposing as a service, as a creative agency working with content creators. Um, And then I also have my book as well, um, which is a very kind of big, thick book that teaches you everything about content repurposing. Um, Have the podcast and the blog as well. And then the 
there's the uh, yeah I have a weekly podcast the content 10x podcast um every week just kind of like delve into different types of repurposing looking at things from videos podcasts blogs events books email all kinds of content and how you can get more from it um, we, you would probably not be surprised to hear that that also is a blog post every week as well. So, <laughs> um, so that you know, we help people in a free capacity. We help people with the book. We help people with our service, and then we have our brand new toolkit as well, the Content 10X oh, yes. toolkit that we help people with that has just been launched. So tell tell us more about this because I'm I'm really excited about this toolkit. I've been teasing this for a while. <laughs> tell us more. Yeah, we're super excited about it as well. So the toolkit, um, it. Kind of takes the book to the next level so it helps you to implement what you are learning about content repurposing by following the toolkit which has templates checklists swipe files video tutorials step-by-step guides um, and, and everything that you basically can then use to right now like implement today the content repurposing best practices. So no more kind of Googling, no more figuring it out because we provide you with everything. And we were very apprehensive about bringing this out because, um, it, you know, you kind of think, well, we're giving away all of our secrets here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're showing everyone what we do, but actually it just seemed like the, the right thing to do. So um, anybody who already has a copy of the book, it's referenced quite a lot in the book because we already knew what we would want to be putting in the toolkit. So we're so pleased that it now kind of is the other kind of next step for people who have the book. You don't need the book to get the most out of the toolkit, but they kind of do go very nicely hand in hand. Um, And it it even goes as far as teaching people how to launch a podcast. So it's for podcasters and video creators, both pre-recorded and live streamers. And if you don't have a podcast, um, we teach you how to launch one and then how to repurpose as well. So it's uh, it's just it's really 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 exciting we've had some great feedback so far um, and we've only just launched it as well so um very excited about it oh that's awesome i can't wait to see it and how can people find out more about that and sign up and get the toolkit you just head to content10x.com content10x.com forward slash toolkit that's awesome thanks amy <laughs> Well, that was great. Thank you so much, Amy. That was a really, really cool service. Just go to contenttelex.com forward slash toolkit to find out more about that. I'm really excited about to have Jennifer on the show. Jennifer is the social media manager for Agora Pulse, a podcaster and speaker. She has a diverse background from working on camera to executing digital strategies. Jennifer has a dynamic talent with a passion for every aspect of digital media, from building brand strategies, creating content plans to getting executive buy-in. She motivates audiences from the stage and drives engagement, including launching numerous Facebook Live campaigns for the biggest weather brand, garnering millions of views. She has been featured in Chief Content Marketer magazine and on stage at Social Media Marketing World, Social Shakeup, to name a few. Jennifer, it's great to have you on. How are you doing? How are you? How are you guys? I'm doing well, apart from a few little techie things that always kind of seem to pop their heads up occasionally. But, you know, we, we keep going, don't we? Yes, you have to roll with the punches. I think so. I used to do live video um, at the Weather Channel in natural disasters, right? Ahead of hurricanes, during <laughs> yeah, hurricanes, yeah. severe weather. And I think trying to do live video with a two and a half year old toddler who is behind me right now and she's sitting and she's being very quiet is probably the most difficult thing I've ever had to do because she doesn't quite understand the need to be quiet and um, and she's so sweet and even while the you were playing that prior video she, I actually thought I was muting myself because I was going to talk to her really quick I hung up on the Skype call and was like messaging Ian be like Ian call me back and this is all live guys this is all going on live and you know what but you just roll with the punches and you know whatever happens happens people get it and sometimes when things happen it shows how real you are and human you are and actually you know can be better sometimes so i don't know i've, le- I've learned a lot but um, I have some fun stories that I will share with you guys. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing some of those because that will make me feel a lot better. And I think it will make uh, our audience feel a little bit better because we all have those struggles from time to time, don't we? It's uh, 
uh, when the tech doesn't go well or things go wrong in the background. <laughs> exactly. I was just fixing her headphones, guys. I got her these special headphones to wear with the iPad when she watches it when I do lives and they're sliding off of her head. So I have to go back and, and fix them. So yeah, you just get the inside look, guys. This is real life going on right now. It certainly is. So there we go. Can you remember when we first met? I certainly can. Back at social media marketing world. Yes, yes. Yeah, this was uh, during the musical, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not a singer at all. Now, did we meet in 2017 when I was pregnant or did we meet when I was actually dancing on stage? I don't remember, but I do remember I first met you when you were coming in in the middle of the musical. I think this was The Wizard of Oz or something. Yes, that that was 2018, 2018. So when my first year at Social Media Marketing World 2017, I was like five months pregnant. You couldn't really tell. Um, And then my second year, uh, they asked me to give a weather forecast. Um, During during the musical, they worked it in. Um, And it's funny because then Phil Marchand was like, Jen, do you want to sing and be a part of the rest of it? I'm like... I really don't have a voice. I don't know if you want that. And so I just did my little part and left. But that was so much fun, Ian, watching you guys. That was a lot of fun. So that was your second year at Social Media Marketing World, was it? It was, it was. And actually my first social media conference that I ever attended was Social Fresh in Orlando uh, back in 2016. So Mm. it's almost been four years since I really kind of uh, came into the social media world, which is a lot of fun and I love. I love everyone in it. Well, it is an amazing world. So just tell us a little bit more about how you first got started in this this mad world. Because I know you've, your background is in meteorology and weather and stuff, but you've, you're obviously doing a lot of marketing. It's kind of an interesting mix because my background is is music and singing, and then I got into marketing. You've got obviously a, a different journey. Can you tell us a little bit of what you were doing before and how you progressed into this mad world you're in now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it, it's crazy. My journey is a little interesting. Um, when I was in college, um, like secondary school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. You know, when you turn like 16, you're supposed to know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life. And that's a lot of pressure. That's intense. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I had a friend be like, Jen, you love the weather so much. Why don't you pursue that as a career? So that's what I did. I got an undergraduate degree in geography with an emphasis and minor in math and GIS technologies. And then I got a master's degree in broadcast meteorology. So I started out on camera at local TV stations in the United States, um, just giving the weather forecast, which was a lot of fun. And one thing we do get here more than really any other country are tornadoes. So I covered a lot of tornado outbreaks, obviously hurricanes as well. And when you work in the TV industry, and especially as an on-camera person, you're kind of your own PR Uh, agent, you know, for you and the station. So I ended up running all the social media accounts um, for myself, but also I was kind of in charge sometimes for the entire team and um, for our weather accounts um, station with weather updates and anything we needed. So you kind of become the PR person and you're kind of forced to learn marketing. And when there's a new feature or new social media platform or something that comes out, you want to be the first one on it because there is competition with with other competing stations within your city um, and even around the world. So you want to be the first one to know kind of everything. So basically, I'm kind of self-taught when it comes to social media um, and marketing. And then I went to the Weather Channel and I was a social media specialist there. And why I was a meteorologist, obviously I'm a meteorologist, but they wanted a meteorologist and a social media person because you can't be posting about severe weather, tornadoes, um, if you have no idea what you're talking about. So they need, we have meteorologists at the Weather Channel, um, some on the social team to help manage, especially really important breaking weather information to put that out. So I was there for um, five years, actually, just over five years, which was fascinating. So that's kind of how I transitioned from um, on-camera weather to sort of more live video social media at the Weather Channel. And then I completely took the leap literally a year ago, um, almost to the day, to completely leave weather behind and do social media because I love the fact 
that it connects people around the world and how powerful that is. And I've made so many connections and strong friendships in my life just through social media. And so it's a huge passion of mine. Now I still storm chase and I still do other things. Um, and you hear my daughter yawning in the background. Um, but I, and I still have a weather podcast, but my main focus is social media just from all my experiences covering severe weather, connecting people. I just think it's an amazing, powerful tool that if companies and brands aren't utilizing it to the full extent, they really should. You're now working for my favorite social media management tool, Agora Pulse, which is very exciting. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. So Agora Pulse is really, really awesome. Um, I, I love it just because I wanted to work there because the tool is so amazing and also the people. When you hear of Agora Pulse, you just get this warm, fuzzy feeling of just, you know, the people are really going to take care of you. If you have an issue or a problem, we have people around the globe and we're here for you 24-7 and it makes everything so much easier. There was some time in my life um, where we didn't have a social media tool and it is a really, really hard um, to really keep up with social media and be innovative if you don't have a tool to help you listen, uh, manage things, publish, cue, all that. So, um, and I wanted yeah. to work there just because their tool is so incredible and we're really a human company and we truly care about everyone's success. So that's why I really wanted to work there. That's been my experience as well because uh, with, uh, with Emmerich, I mean, he was really the, the first person that kind of believed in me back in probably about 2014, 2015. And uh, that was uh, him basically uh, recommending that I go to social media marketing world. And so without him, I wouldn't be here today. So <laughs> the world of weather and social media seemed kind of very diverse, very different. And I had this issue when I was first starting it. I thought, well, my musical part of my life, my singing is very different to live video and social media marketing. And I felt that I needed to separate them out and, and like I had to become like a completely different person. Have you struggled with that? And do you still bring your, your weather background and meteorology background into what you do now? Uh, and that's a great question, Ian. I, I think so what really helped me, especially when it comes to live video, is the training I got um, getting my master's degree. We had classes where we were forced to give the weather presentation in front of our entire class. We had labs. And so I got a lot of training being on camera, which really helps it, especially for social media, doing Facebook lives, you know, YouTube lives, LinkedIn, anything. Um, and so I think I take that part of it with me into this current role. And it kind of blended all together when I was at the Weather Channel because I took my on-camera experience and social media experience and used that together um, just to, you, you know, it was kind of the mold of everything and use that together to be really successful. And so... I, the science of weather, I can't utilize, um, you know, obviously in my role, but I do integrate different things of weather sometimes into what I do. Um, but for the most part, it's the on-camera training that I got and over like two, 3,000, you know, live weather broadcasts and Facebook lives that I did um, at the Weather Channel that's really helped me be comfortable on camera. And that's not easy for everyone. And it, it's something that I forget yeah. sometimes because, um, you know, I'll ask certain employees because I want to get their faces on camera too because they're so amazing. They do so much. But they're like, uh, Jen, I don't know. And so one of the best tips I ever got, Ian, um, to give to people was from Sean Connell. Um, who is amazing at YouTube, but he was like, have people do Instagram stories and make sure they do at least one a day to get used to being on camera and being comfortable seeing themselves on camera. Because even now, Ian, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily like seeing myself on camera, you know, but you just kind of, you get used to it. You're like, this is me, you know, and this is what I do. And I, I'm a perfectionist too. And I wanted everything to be perfect, but sometimes yep. things can't be perfect. Like a toddler talking to you in the background of a live show, and that's okay. This wouldn't happen on the Weather Channel, would it? <laughs> no, 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 it would never happen. Maybe now, though. Maybe this is actually what we need. We, we want a bit of that. I mean, it's the famous episode, isn't there, with, um, the, on the BBC News, which I keep on referring to with the North Korean experts, and, and he was... 
he was being interviewed and then his kids came in his yeah. toddlers and do you remember that yeah yes yeah I mean so and people love that and it's so interesting Ian because thinking about it right now um we're all on the same playing field when it comes to any kind of live video whether it's in social media we're a TV network. I mean, literally, I'm watching like Ellen DeGeneres, um, you know, our national news, all going from different people's homes. It all looks the same. So now, like if you've been holding back or nervous or like, you know, my background isn't that great or I just, you know, I just don't know, just go live because everyone is going live from wherever they can at this moment in time. And so it's a great opportunity to realize, you know, we're all human. And even when we get back into somewhat of a new normal and there may be more TV shows and news actually in the station, you'll feel comfortable that like, you know, we all do the same thing. Live is live video. You can easily just do it by pressing the button. I love that. Stephen Spanholm is watching on LinkedIn Live and he says Ian has a great opera voice. So this, this, Stephen, this is a blast from the past. Uh, Stephen was on the same uh, opera course as me back in the day. So it's great to see you. And Martin Buckland is watching on LinkedIn as well. Um, so great to see you guys. So let's go rewind the clock and, and go back to the first time you got on camera. And you've, you've talked about this a little bit, but can you remember that? And were you nervous? Can you kind of share some of your experiences? Oh my God, that my first weathercast, I remember. So in in school, when we, we had to go in front of our class, I was I would always get nervous and sick to my stomach. I'm always a fan of, um, you know, doing something if that I'm fearful of and just going diving all in. Um, and so I'm honestly not that comfortable or I wasn't in the beginning on camera. Um, it, it, it was something I've had to work at a lot. So during school, it was just, I would get nervous and sick to my stomach. Um, and, and some pe other people were the, the similar, the same way, but I remember my first, um, on camera weather forecast. And I was just like, all right, Jen, you can do this. You're in front of like thousands of people, but you can do it. And I know it's just like a camera, but you're just like, oh my gosh. And I did it. And it was like the best one I'd ever done. And like my chief meteorologist at the time was like, wow, Jen, he's like, I guess we just got to throw you to the fire instead of just try and like train you and prep you because I thrive. <laughs> one of the things that about me is I thrive under pressure. So if you put the pressure on, I'm just like, whoosh, um, but I was nervous and even during some severe weather times, you know, you, you get a little nerve, um, nervous as well. And what I've learned with speaking on stage and on camera, you know, you know, you have to be on, as you say, and you know, you're just like, okay, you know, I'm worried about what if I say the wrong thing, trip over my words, guys, I've done that a thousand times. It's okay. You just pick yourself up and just keep going. And what I've learned to do is channel that kind of nervous energy into positive energy and think in my mind, this is going to be a great experience. And I envision ahead of time, like I'm going to do a great job. This is going to be awesome. And I imagine that feeling that's going to be when I get off stage after doing a great job of, you know, I kind of pre-think I did this when I was a gymnast. Like if I was going to do a vault, I would close my eyes and do the vault in my head, sticking it and then open my eyes and do the vault and stick it. Like it's the visionary um, thing that I have and just know that it's going to go great. And you know what? And if it doesn't go great, that's okay. You're just like, Hey guys, I'm having some technical problems. It's okay. And you know, we'll try and get it back up and working. And that's what you have to do. You have to pick up and go with everything in life, whether you're alive or not. Very true. And the other thing is, what's the worst that's going to happen? I think we tend to build up in our minds this kind of like scenario that is the end of the world or that we are going to actually die. And it's never as bad as that. What's the worst that's going to happen? And I suppose this is my next question to you is, you know, have there been any disasters? We know the answer is yes, because you've already said that. But uh, can you give us some, maybe some um, examples of that? And, and, and how did you keep going through those disasters? Maybe oh, once you've had a little snuggie, snuggie, check out, check out your daughter. Okay. Um, oh, so she's, she's watching her little <laughs> iPad right now. So this is, oh, right. you could say not a disaster, but there's, there's a little something going on. Um, this, oh this is a bit, this is a bit of humanity. This is, this is when, uh, we, we have a little bit of, uh, the real life that comes into it. And one of the great things about, about live video, because a lot of us are in this position at home, aren't we? Where we are having to work from home. We're having to juggle lots and lots of things all at the same time. And so, yeah, it can be challenging. 
And so if you're if you're in the comments, uh, why don't you just let us know what your challenges are right now uh, with the lockdown? Yeah. Oh, I love you. Yeah, Ian, okay, so let's talk about. So basically, we'll talk about what's going on this morning and then just some other things. So it's it's difficult. Everyone is working from home with their kids. It's really stressful. And so right now I've got a little, um, a toddler that she just doesn't quite understand things. So I've been trying to have her like sit with an iPad. I don't like, you know, as much that much screen time, but we're trying to do that to keep her happy and entertained, but some really fun stories. So when I was at the Weather Channel, we partnered with Facebook for a year, actually, for 12 months, and we were required to do a certain amount of live shows a month. And actually, it was 120 live videos a month. That's not a lie. And so I was in charge of 60 of those. So think of that, 120 live shows a month. That averages out to four a day. And you had to be creative with that. And so there were times where you know we were rushing, trying to get things done, and didn't quite think it through. And that can happen. So there was, I remember giving a behind-the-scenes tour, and there were some parts of the Weather Channel that don't get the best internet, and we dropped. And I was like, crap. I was like, what are we going to do? Do we, you know, do another live and start off where we, you know, we ended? Like, how, how are we going to do that? And that's what we did. And we're like, hey, guys, sorry for the technical difficulty. Uh, we went to a part of a building that didn't have good internet, but we're back up now. And we started answering questions. But that's when I learned okay, if I'm going to walk around, I need to test the cell phone signal that I have and make sure that it is strong everywhere I'm going to walk. And if it's less than three bars, then I need, I know that it, we're probably going to drop or there could be some issues. So that's what I always, I, I keep in mind for that. And, and then also, um, we've had issues. You always have to check your audio, um, levels as well, because yeah. we've had issues where we set everything up. We have amazing guests and there's some kind of audio thing. And it happened one time, um, where, uh, someone else, cause we used, we, we shared computers and someone had like muted or did something really weird with the audio. And so it caused us not to have audio on the live, which I was like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And that was a big lesson for me that we have to switch it or you have to make sure you test it ahead of time. And even testing audio in general, we've done live video at airports and, um, and it's really loud there. And we have, I've used a shotgun mic, a lav mic, and then just the regular microphone on an iPhone. And what I found is that um, even the the microphone or the audio just coming from your iPhone rather compared to a shotgun mic works better. But you have to make sure the audio um, uh, is working great, the internet and also, you need to check lighting. I had no idea how important lighting was, Ian, until I did live video and realized yeah. lighting attracts you to it. And if there's poor lighting or you have to kind of like squint, then you're just like, I don't want to do this. Lighting is so can be really difficult to to sort out. I mean, I'm still developing. I'm still trying to play with my lighting and get it sorted. I think if you're doing it during the day, if you're doing a live video during the day, then why not just uh, go in front of a window if there's daylight and it's it's a nice day and use the natural daylight. But at nighttime, it's a bit more of a challenge. And I found in, in the room I'm in at the moment, it took uh, quite a while for me to, to get it sorted out. Even with, I've got three-point lighting and even still I'm, I'm trying to sort that out. Uh, and I think a, a nice camera can also help too. But uh, we've talked about that on the show. Okay, so a disaster happens. It could be, for example, I don't know, the internet goes down or you say something bad or, or I don't know, something happens. How do you keep going? You know, what have you got any tips for us, maybe psychologically, that we can work through to help us going? Because I'm sure you've been there when things have gone wrong and you have just kept on going. So how, how did you manage that? And so you have to understand that it's really in your head. It's really not as bad as you think it is. And then also we're all human and it's going to happen at some point. At some point, you guys are going to have a technical problem or multiple ones, and you just have to work through it. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned is transparency. Um, in my first on-camera TV job, we had our um, 
our computer system for the weather graphics fail while I was live giving the weather forecast. And there, I had an IFB in my ear where the producer would, you know, count me down and tell me how much time I had. And my news director was like, Jen, keep going, slowly back off the camera and try and fix the computer while still giving the weather forecast and do not address the problem. So people were like seeing me live on air, slowly creep off camera. And they're like, what is she doing? And I was trying to like give a fluent weather forecast while trying to troubleshoot a problem. And they were just adamant about like, we never have issues. There's no problem at all. And I learned like that is not the right approach. Everyone has some kind of technical problems with their cell phone, their computer, whatever it is. And you just address it, be like, hey guys, you know when you have computer problems? Well, we're having one live on air right now. Make fun of it, make light of it, and just be human. That's the biggest important thing because people are really understanding. They don't like it actually when you try to hide things and lie to you, you know, they, they really don't. Um, and so it, it's at some point you gotta just be like, oh, hey, we're having a silly problem. I'm still gonna give the weather forecast while I'm trying to fix this computer. Um, and there was another moment where our commercial server crashed, which meant we had a 30 minute live broadcast um, where usually we have like six minutes of commercials and we had six minutes to fill. And we were, they were trying to hide it. They kept tossing to me to do weather. And finally, at the end of the show, they're like, so guys, you probably realize this was not a normal broadcast. Yeah, our commercial server broke. But I'm like, guys, just make light of it in the yeah. beginning. And it becomes more fun. Yeah. And people are yeah. like tuned in. They get it. You become more human. And they're like, man, I have technical issues too. But true transparency and vulnerability um, is is really important. And that's something I've struggled with because I'm a perfectionist. I want everyone to see put together me. But you know what? I'm not always put together and no one is. And that's okay. I mean, you just have to understand that. And if you have a technical issue or an audio issue all you have to do is address it, start a new live if you got dropped or be like, hey, guys, sorry about the technical problem. Thank you for your help. If like someone, you know, made you aware of it, but you just address it and move on and be excited and continue like nothing happened, you know, make light of it. But in your mind for your mindset, you just keep going with the show and just try and make it as the best it can ever be. And you'll always be OK. And look, you know, I always watch my lives afterward. Ian, I'm not sure if you do that, but I'm sure you do. That's one of the most important things that I do. I hold a watch party after my weekly live show. And mainly it's just to watch myself and critique and be like, what could I have done better? Is there something else I could do? But that's really important. And who wants to watch their self? Nobody, or I don't anyway. Um, Maybe some of you guys do, which is awesome. But doing that is really, really important as well. But I would say if you want to become more confident on camera or seeing yourself on camera, do Instagram stories because they're not live. Do Facebook stories or just record yourself doing a video or talk with a friend. And you can actually go live on Facebook without sharing it to the world in the privacy settings. Um, That's a great tip as well. So you can test out how to do a Facebook live without going live, which is amazing. So there's lots of it different is, ways yeah. to be confident, but you know, it's, it's tricky and you, you may think, you know, I don't have the nicest background or anything else. Check out some of like the national network TV hosts and where they're broadcasting from. Like it's maybe not the best quality, but you know what? It's, it's okay going live and people are going to be drawn to your content and your personality, not like really, you know, the appealingness of everything. Yes. You want everything to look as nice as it can, but if you wait for perfection, it's never going to happen. And I like to say I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh my God. I'll get there eventually. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I still yeah. struggle. I still struggle Ian. but you know what? That that's okay. Being, knowing that it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay for things not to go right. You know, no one's going to get on you. You're not going to lose your job. Things happen. It's just a learning lesson. If you don't learn from your mistakes, then that's a problem. Um, but I took a lesson from every technical thing. I was like, oh, okay. And some things I just, it was the technology themselves or Facebook had a glitch and you can't control that, you know, and you may not know what's going on at the time. And that's extra stressful. Like when you're ch- checking everything, you're like, I have no idea why this isn't working. That's happened a few times with Facebook just having an error or not working out that well. So, you know, it happens to everyone. 
in everything. It definitely does. Well, it's now time to bring in my next sponsor, which is a tool that's going to maybe going to help you with some of those technical problems. And this is StreamYard, which I use every week for my live streams, for my live shows. It's my favorite web app live streaming tool because it's so simple to use. Uh, it works from both Macs and PC users, which is awesome. And it has so many amazing features. I mean, here are some of the features that you get on the free plan. So being able to highlight comments on the screen, being able to add your own titles, you can have up to five guests on your show without any extra software, which is cool. You can also share your screen and your guests can too, adding your own brand colors. You can stream to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live, Twitch, YouTube, pretty much anywhere you like. And now you can use green screens if you want to get all fancy with your backgrounds. All of that is on the free plan, but on the paid plans, you get some even more cool uh, features, such as the ability to add your own logos, overlays, backgrounds, and pre-recorded videos. And my favorite bit is that you can multicast up to five destinations. So this allows you to go to YouTube, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn Live, Twitch, all at the same time. And that's what I do every week on this show. So if you want to find out more, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. That's iag.me forward slash StreamYard. And you can sign up for the pre-plan, have a little play, and I'm, I know that you'll enjoy it. So there you go, StreamYard. Thank you very much, StreamYard, for sponsoring this show. Can I tell you how much I love StreamYard for a second? You can. Oh my you gosh. <laughs> so StreamYard, I've used a lot of different tools and there are a lot of great ones out there, but StreamYard is so easy to use, guys. It is foolproof. I like to say I'm somewhat technology savvy, maybe. Um, but I mean, it is super easy and it's fun how you can pop up the comments. You can even run it. Like it's so easy to run the live yourself. I have a producer on my show, which is really lucky, which is a good tip, but, um, but popping up the comments and we pay for the plan and it's really inexpensive and you just get so much out of it, um, between the comments, the branding, like, and you see like, if you go live on five different places, you see all the comments in one place. And then there's a separate conversation where you can just with anyone that's in the show can comment and conversate with each other. If like, Hey, I want to ask this question next. It's like one of the coolest, easiest things to use. So if you're trying to find a live platform to use StreamYard, that's what we use too on my show. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I totally <laughs> yeah. agree with you. It's a great, it's a great, great tool. I great tool. StreamYard so much. I just have to say yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't get paid. Well, to thank say you. It. We we use it for a reason. So absolutely. And you know, I've used most of the tools out there. I still use Ecom Live. I'm a massive fan of Ecom Live as well. Uh, but StreamYard is great because it just works in the browser. It's so easy to bring in guests and uh, it's just just really easy and great also for PC users because Ecom Live is only for Mac. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. So, becoming really successful with our live streams, and now we're starting to get not just five, six, seven, or eight live viewers. We're starting to get dozens, maybe hundreds of live viewers, and we're starting to look at that little number, and we're going, ah, we're, you know, because there's this thing about, I, I think the camera is a little bit of an energy-sucking device. It feels a very strange thing, we're communicating with our audience, but we can't see our audience. And then we've got that number there, and that can do some strange things to our heads. Uh, now, you've had a lot of experience speaking to quite a few people live before. How do you get around that feeling of speaking to lots of people at the same time? Well, I just, I get excited. I love talking to people. I'm a social person, so it's easy for me. But one thing that I'm doing actually right now is I'm standing for all my live shows. I stand because I feel like when I stand, I have more energy to pour out. If I'm sitting, I, I just feel like, oh, I'm more relaxed, you know, and I don't feel like I'm as energetic. So I stand um, and I just, I feel like it brings more energy and, you know, watching yourself on camera and seeing how energetic or not energetic you are will allow you to be like, okay, I need to just pour a little more energy, get a little more excited. But I get excited anyway to talk to people and see people. But it can be intimidating, you know, whether, you know, you've got fewer numbers like five or, you know, you're just like, I don't know. Or, if you're like, oh my God, like some uh, amazing person has joined your live and you're like, oh my God, I'm starting to get nervous. Like 
just be, be confident. You're doing great. You're doing an awesome job. And I, I kind of monitor the numbers, but you know what, no matter who's listening, it all is about the impact um, that you're having on those people, whether it's you're, you know, five or over a hundred or a thousand, you're impacting those lives and every single life you impact or bring positivity to is a great thing. You're making the world better. And so I, I don't really look at the numbers anymore. I used to be so like paranoid and yes, it's important to monitor for success and everything, but don't be upset if you're doing a live and for some reason there's one live that's lower than normal. There could be a lot of different factors that are involved in that with what's going on in the world today, society, a lot of meetings, a holiday, um, you know, cause I had a live show on good Friday and I was like, Oh, whoops, you know? And we had like, it was just a little bit lower. And I was like, why was it low? Like, cause I just completely forgot cause I got so busy, but you know, just don't pay attention to the number. You, you got to enjoy the live, you know, and I think some people, not everyone enjoys being, you know, talking to people or being on camera, but try and make it a fun experience and people will see your passion and be authentic too. Um, that's one of my biggest things, you know, you can watch other people and see, wow, I love that. I want to be like them. Yes. You can take, you know, some of their positive tricks and, and, and stuff, but make sure you incorporate yourself because people come to watch you for you and you may not be for everyone and that's okay. I'm not for everyone, not everyone likes me, but you know, you just be there, um, and, and doing it and just showing your passion, you'll find the right people. You'll find your super fans, but it, it's hard. Um, because Ian, we've had lives, um, even when I was at the weather channel, not everyone is going to like you. We've had negative comments on our on-camera meteorologists and even myself, and you just brush past it. You ignore it and haters are going to hate. That's all I have to say. If someone has enough time to write a negative comment, then their life really isn't that exciting and they need to look yeah. at themselves. You know, I mean, you just can't, yeah. I've learned now that's taken a lot of time, but I've learned that over the years. Well, it's hard. And, and I think it's mostly about them it's their issue isn't it that if they're writing that hateful message they're struggling with it maybe they had a bad day it could be lots of reasons or just maybe you're just not their cup of tea and you know that's not that's their problem isn't it (laughs) it is it is their problem and so right now for those of you listening to this my daughter has basically had it with the ipad so i'm holding her right now while we're doing this Oh, that's so cute. And and she's doing amazing. But the biggest thing is we're all human. We're all real. And you know what? If you trip over your words or, you know, like you can even say, I think, Ian, like even speaking on stage, you get nerves, right? And even just letting everyone know, hey, you guys, this is my first time. I'm a little nervous. Take it easy on me people understand they're compassionate and it's okay to say that too. And, and they'll root you on. Everyone wants you to do good and be successful. No one wants you to fail. We, you know, when you're speaking on stage or doing a live, you know, and, and they will root you on. So it happens. It totally yeah. happens. Yeah. You're so right. And, or maybe, maybe there are some people who want you to fail, but they're the ones that have got a problem. They're your haters. And so we ignore them. And I think, you know, I've had this issue maybe very rarely, I've had the issue where some people have said some very hateful things, but it's, thankfully it's been quite rare. And I've also had the, the the thing of sometimes I get loads and loads of people watching my live shows and then sometimes it's very low and, and it can be down to my fault. So sometimes I haven't actually promoted it. I've just been so busy with lots of stuff. It could be actually down to the time of day and, and all that kind of stuff. So you just don't know. And so don't get too, too focused on that number because the, the other thing that we need to remember is it's not just about the live viewers. You know, with live video, it's also about the replay. And I actually get a lot of people more, sometimes more people watching the replay than the actual live. And uh, we should always think about post-promoting our live shows as well so that we get people to watch them afterwards. Yeah, and I watch parties are a great way to do that, Ian, because, mm. you know, not everyone can watch a live. There are so, I have a lot of friends that, you know, work in this industry and they do amazing live shows like yours, Ian, or you're across the pond. And, you know, I it's like super early in the morning. I just can't do it. And so um, upcycling is so smart and promoting it as well. Um, and, you know, what we do is we try to chunk up our lives. Um, and one thing I've learned actually, Ian, is 
we used to pop up a lot of comments on our lives, but we realized we got to wait for our guests to stop talking and then we'll pop up comments because otherwise when kind of like cutting the video, you have those comments there and it can, you know, take away from it a little bit. But, um, but a lot of the replays, you know, people watch it as well. Like I'll do a live and then I'm like, oh my God, like hundreds more people watched it after the fact, just because, you know, we're, we're not all able to do it. Just like with me, with this little adorableness right here, you know, sometimes I got to tend to her and I can't watch the lives and that's okay. And so expect when you start, people don't know that you're, people got to get used to the fact that you're going live. Um, Jen Herman, she told me this, which kind of relates to this too, Ian, is if you're going to try something new on social or produce some new content, you got to test it for four to six weeks. You can't just do it like two or three times and be like that failed because people have to learn that, okay, Jen is now going to do a weekly live on Wednesdays at two o'clock. All right. Now I know to go to that, you know? And so, I mean, for lots of us, Ian, I mean, it can take months, you know, to get a good following, but just showing up and being consistent is so important. And that's why I like live shows, Ian, is because um, consistent weekly live shows because people learn, okay, two o'clock on Wednesday, I'm going to watch that show. And, you know, they make sure they clear their calendar for it and you can get some really good super fans too. So I think showing up for yourself, especially during this time, but showing up for yourself, but just showing up and, you know, being positive and just hoping for the best and expect, you have to expect there to be technical issues and problems. So then it's not so much as a surprise, you know, and, it's okay. You you will get through it, guys. Like live video is fun and awesome, even with a little toddler. It really is. <laughs> even more fun with a little toddler, I think. Although it might not always feel like that. But you're right with the technical stuff. Actually, in a way, I kind of like. Well, I don't like when technical things go wrong, but I know that each time that happens, I'm learning something. And maybe I'm going to use the word perfecting, but maybe that's the wrong word. But I'm optimizing um, everything, and it is an ongoing thing that's gonna that's gonna take well, probably forever. I'm never going to get there, but it's constantly changing things over time. And, and that's cool. And, and that's, and that's, that's great. We've got Martin Buckland on LinkedIn. I can't highlight the comments on the screen yet, but uh, he says, I love this. I mean, Martin speaks all around the world at big, uh, big events. He says, I always look for the exit when I speak in public, just in case I have to do a runner. <laughs> but yes, I speak to huge audiences, but concentrate on one person. And I think that's probably a good tip actually for, for podcasting or live video. Just imagine, Imagine you're speaking to one person and make it really personal. I think that that's a really good way of thinking about it too. Yeah, absolutely. And like before I speak in stage on stages, I'm one of those people that I like to go in beforehand when no one else is there and kind of own the room, right? You know, stand there, stand on stage, yeah. get that feeling. And you can still do that with live video on camera too. And just be like, you know what, I'm going to be awesome. Um, and even like, do it in front of the mirror. Be like, you know what? This is going to be great. I'm going to do awesome. Do that stuff. People do that. Yeah. And it's it's good to do. Um, you, you know, you just know that everyone has a bad day and everyone might not have the best show, but that's okay. Just know that the next time it'll be better and it'll get better. And, and that's what you have to understand. And Absolutely. it's not always going to be perfect. There will be problems. But yeah, <laughs> like I, I love that running for the exit, you know, because like, it's, it's a mindset of everything in life. And, you know, just know you're bringing your true awesome self and, you know, do whatever you can to be just keep that positivity and you'll be great. And you can only do what you can do. So one of the things is I would love to have a consistent time every week for my live shows, but just because of our family and the way things work and also because I have guests from all different parts of the world. I've struggled to get that. And so, yeah, you, you can only do what you can do. You, you know, don't compare yourself with others. Well, do compare in the sense that do try and get um, ideas uh, and be inspired from other people, but don't look at other people and let that put you down. Just do what you can do. And particularly at the moment in this uh, mad world, this lockdown that we're in, we can only do what we can do. So Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to let you go because I know uh, you've got um, a young lady who wants your attention. But before (laughs) you do, before you do, how can people find out more about you? Is it a a good place that people can go to, to, to find out more and and ask you any questions? Yes, absolutely. And and really quick before I do go, I think she's actually comfortable in a little rocking chair right now. Um, But 
like commenting on what you just said, Ian, we're all on our own journey. And I struggle with that myself. I oftentimes compare myself, oh my God, they've grown their life this much, or they've done this or done that. I want to be in that same place, but maybe they've worked their butts off for seven years doing consistent live shows and they're finally there. You can't compare yourself to others. Yes, it's great to observe and get ideas and see what works and what doesn't work. And maybe be like, hmm, maybe I could try that in a different way on my show. But just it's very difficult. And no, like we're we're all human and, you know, we're all rooting you on. We really, really are. Nobody wants anybody to fail. We're all rooting you on. And if you have any questions about live video, uh, the weather forecast, or just any kind of things I've done, I do have a lot of, um, and just like Ian, Ian's a great resource obviously as well. But if you have any questions or need anything from me or want me to be a guest on your show, and I promise you we'll, we'll make it better without the, the little Zara here, my daughter, um, (laughs) you can follow me me on Twitter, which is at jwatson underscore wx. So at jwatson underscore wx. Also on Instagram, you can DM me on Instagram, which is just Jennifer Weather. Simple and easy. So yeah. And Ian, thank you so much for having me on. Like you're just incredible. And one of like the smartest people, like everyone loves Ian, you guys, when he speaks on stage, he's just brilliant and amazing. So I'm honored to be here today talking to all of you. And thank you to all of you who are understanding and compassionate about working and doing live video at home with your kids, because it can be a struggle sometimes, even if you try to prepare as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) First week. Oh my goodness. I was, I was not a happy buddy and the kids weren't happy buddies either, but you know, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been great to have you on the show and do check out Jennifer's Instagram and Twitter. I'll put those links in the show notes and yeah, do reach out to Jennifer because you're you're amazing. You've got so many, so much experience, so many resources. And uh, yeah, I I mean, we'll have to have you back on the show sometime. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also follow me on TikTok, Jennifer Weather too. I just started TikTok, Ian, which is interesting. Me dancing, I don't know, but we're trying it. So I've got a TikTok account. Whether I use it is another matter. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm focusing, trying to focus on fewer but I'd like to dabble. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But cool. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been great to have you on. So until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And in Until next time, toodaloo.